We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Dynasty Cast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by our friends at the Blue Wire Network. Training camp, training camp has opened, dancing, you know, it opened everywhere today, July 27th, as we're recording, which means there is a bundle of training camp news and notes, and that's what we're here to do. Bring some news, bring some notes, and bring some Dynasty strategy along with those news and notes, right, Dan? Football season is upon us. This is uh, the beginning of the end, as they say. We we are uh, not in football pads, but in jerseys, uh, helmets, which is a good thing. And uh, the teams are, are back together. So we finally have football, uh, even if it is just uh, without pads and in practice. It's still football. And all of the coach speak you can ask for, all of the mini headlines that no one asked for, and a little bit of drama. Well, you know, Antonio Brown showed up to the first day of Bucks camp in full pads because he's just <laughs> built different. He is built different, <laughs> in fact. All righty, let's get into this show. Two major, major points, and we'll sprinkle in some other ones as well. First one, these are definitely the two points that I would not have expected to be talking about a week ago on July 20th, 2021. But here we go. First one, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has reported to camp and will play the 2021 season. And essentially from the way the contract is written, he controls his 2022 destiny. He could retire and the Green Bay Packers would have to pay him 100% of his 2022 salary. Therefore they will be trading him if he chooses, he wants to be traded. So Aaron Rodgers, He's got one last dance with Devontae Adams and company with the Green Bay Packers. What are your thoughts? Is Obviously, this is a boost for his short-term value. Where are you at with him in Dynasty? Well, I mean, it's good for everyone in the short term, obviously. Anytime you're able to house Aaron Rodgers, just like it was with Tom Brady, like it was with Drew Brees, uh, even when you stretch down to like guys like Ben Roethlisberger, it's always good 
to have your big time former MVP, current reigning MVP quarterback around. So short term wise, obviously, I think everyone just goes right back to where they were in, uh, you know, for the 2021 season. As far as long term goes, I, I think it kind of depends for Devante on the contract negotiations. I know that he was in search of becoming the highest paid wide receiver in, in the NFL and the green Bay front office, which hasn't been doing well of late. I don't know if you're aware of this, not, not having a great couple of years. They said, yeah, we're not, not going to do that. So it sounds like Devonte Adams potentially could be walking in 2022. I don't know what that kind of contract looks like, but when you're, when you have two of the best players at their given position on your offense, and they're both essentially ready to walk, maybe something has to happen with that front office. So uh, I think I, I don't really necessarily think Devonte Adams loses here. He's still going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Now, if he goes to like the jets and Zach Wilson's a dumpster fire or whatever, that's a little bit different, but I do think he's relatively QB proof at this stage. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, no matter where he goes, is, is going to be massive. So it's a weird spot, but it's great for 2021 that we get this offense back in its hole. Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest winner from this, you know, is mostly Adams, but the real winner from a fantasy perspective is Aaron Jones, because Aaron Jones in a Jordan Love offense would not have been a pretty sight, would have been like a low-end RB2, and now he's looking in that top five, top eight RB conversation with Aaron Rodgers back at the helm because that's where he's been the last two seasons anyways. So that's pretty much where, where my mind is at with Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm i still not, like, guaranteeing myself anything with Rodgers past 2021. Like, you know, a week ago I wasn't guaranteeing 2021 for Rodgers. Now I'm not guaranteeing anything past 2022 because – you know, they the, the Packers to an extent called his bluff this year. They could just do it again next year. And granted, they would have to pay for that bluff. But right, you know, you know, I'm very much a I'm always and I say it every time on the show. I'm very much a believe it when I see it mode when it comes to NFL transactions because they're so, they so rarely happen. Yeah, and the, the the my most likely outcome for this situation was that Aaron Rodgers sat this year, uh, and finally the Packers made concessions quote unquote which was just to go get randall cobb and then restructure uh rogers deal to make him free essentially in 2022 but it's um yeah green bay's a dumpster fire at this stage i think we can all agree on that i don't know how they haven't fired the gm yet i mean that that to me is i suppose they don't have an owner they have like thirty thousand of them people that have a 50 dollar piece of paper that says they're an owner that i don't know if you know this but they're not they're not <laughs> All right. So you, you, you sprinkled in some Randall Cobb there. Randall Cobb reportedly going to the Packers. It was like when Trey Wingo tweeted it, everyone thought it was a joke. And then like some Packers reporters were like, hey, this kind of isn't a joke. Like it seems like it's going to happen. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, Randall Cobb is probably a Green Bay Packer. Um, not much dynasty value there. I think he, he's a fine – like I, the main like concession. People say like don't, don't overvalue this transaction for Mario Rodgers. Not that you were, no one was really expecting value out of Mari Rogers this year, but Randall, if Randall Cobb is on the 2021 Packers, Mari Rogers isn't sniffing the field. Like, plain and simple, point blank period. So, Mari Rogers becomes like a plain, like, if you have a taxi squad, stash him on your taxi squad. If not, don't expect much. You weren't expecting much before, but even less is expected with Randall Cobb in town. 
Yeah, and I think the goal with Amari Rogers was to be the next Randall Cobb. So uh, this could potentially help his long-term outlook by by getting to watch this duo work and and learn from Randall Cobb. But the um, obviously you'd like to get those guys on the field earlier uh, rather than later. So obviously with Devonte Adams, even like guys like MVS or Equinamia St. Brown. Uh, it's going to be tough for for the rookie to see the field. So bringing Cobb back, I think that pretty much locks him into the slot role. And he's still, you know, he's fine. He's like an average wide receiver, but I think he may score a decent number of points this year. He could be um, a decent cheap ad, even in something like best ball too, where he might have a couple of massive, like 100 plus yard receiving games and two touchdowns. Those those are going to exist when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. And he literally said, go get this guy or I'm gone. So I, I would have to imagine Cobb's going to have a decent 2021 season. Yeah, and it's very much one of those scenarios where, like, he's going to get drafted at wide receiver 92 and he's going to finish at wide receiver 78. And that's val- <laughs> yeah. that's value. But have but- two wide receiver one weeks. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with, with Cobb as a late-round guy in Dynasty or redraft and a guy that you can, you know, stash in an emergency bi-week type thing. But, you know, not much Dynasty value there. Now let's go to a guy who might have a lot or not very much Dynasty value, and that is one Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has reported to Houston Texans camp. He has stated he still does not plan on playing for the Houston Texans in 2021. More allegations or, or you know, uh, reports have been come out that more women are reporting to the police uh, allegations and things like of that manner. The NFL has come out and said we are not current as of this time. We are not like you know, restricting his usage as far as practices or suspending him yet or anything like that. But they they did say yet. So, you know, they're still investigating their end of it, you know, possibly waiting on the, you know, the police end of it. So do you think that with him reporting to camp, does that make it more likely he's a tw- he plays in 2021? Or are you still on the side of it's slim to none? Well, I think if we've learned anything over the years is that the NFL kind of plays by the beat of their own drum. They don't really necessarily go off of what authorities have to say or judge and jury have to say. So um, as far as, I mean, at least everything that I've seen and or read, it all seems like it's civil suits at this stage. But like you said, more and more things keep coming out. So who knows? Uh, I think the most likely outcome is a year on the commissioner's list. I don't really think that Deshaun Watson plays in 2021. And if he does, it won't be until the second half of the season. And it definitely will not be for Houston. A place like Carolina, I could see making a move. Um, That's probably... Philly's been the big one. Philly, yes. Philly would be another one. Uh, Obviously, that would probably involve a trade then for for Jalen Hurts uh, going back to Houston. So I I think there's, there's a lot of different outcomes here. But... The most likely for me, uh, and obviously we said this a couple of years, uh, a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago with Aaron Rodgers, but that was a pretty different situation. To me, this seems like 2021 is going to be a year off and hopefully everything gets straightened out and, and it's not what we think it is. Um, and we can go back to enjoying Deshaun Watson, the football player, because he's a hell of a football player. So let's let's. Um, yeah, let's just kind of write off 2021, in my opinion. I think it's a great time to buy him, though. Um, you know, it, it's tough to sink a lot of of equity into someone that could be <laughs> guilty of doing really, really horrible things. But 
I think we would have known something by now if if he was going to be going to jail or something like that. So um, it's a weird position. I just think you can get him for so cheap and the upside is so immense that even if he ha- is forced to retire, you're probably not going to be sinking your team by buying Deshaun Watson right now. So what are you, if you're sending out fewer offers, you're sending out offers, are you sending out like a first in a super flex? Are you sending out, you know, uh, a veteran quarterback, like a Roethlisberger in a second? Like what, what are you, how are, how are you testing the waters on Watson's price? I haven't yet. And I'm not sure I will. Um, but I will say just, you know, I'll, before you answer that, I, I will say that him coming to camp, I think is a positive indicator that he plays at all and possibly in, in 2021. I think if he didn't come to camp, it would have been clear, like, okay, this thing's going to get worse before it gets better. But he's in camp, which is weird. And that seems like there's a chance that the, the football part of this might not be that affected at all. And everything could be so delayed that he's able to play before the NFL hands down any sort of punishment or sanctions or whatever it happens to be. So I, I do think that there's a chance he plays. I do think it's delayed a bit. But um, as far as what I'm offering, I've done uh, and I've, I've acquired a couple of a, a couple of um, pieces here. So it's been a lot of kind of projected late firsts and guys like Andy Dalton. Uh, late first and Ryan Fitzpatrick late first. And um, I did one that had Teddy Bridgewater, Andrew Locke in it, but you know, the, the kind of the knockoff backup quarterbacks that are going to start, but not for very long type of deals. And a first seems to kind of be the sweet spot. I've gotten pretty much all instant, except not instant accepts, but not even usually uh, a counter on those types of offers. I think people are maybe accepting the fact that, Deshaun Watson could potentially be done. And if I can get Deshaun Watson for a first and what is, what is going to be very soon, a roster spot, I'm happy to do it. All right, let's move on to another uh, current Texan. And it is the man who was traded from the Chicago bears to the Houston Texans. It is Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller traded for, you know, a swap of late round picks Guy who hasn't had the best career so far, 400 yards as a rookie, 650 yards as a you know second-year player, and 485 as a third-year player. Now entering his fourth year, he did he did kind of seem like a guy who could have been a buy low over the last couple of years, but you know that hope is kind of dwindling. And then he gets traded for a minimal to the Houston Texans, who are an amalgamation of poor veterans essentially, um, and. I think he's fine, especially especially if Randall Cobb is gone. He's going to get some targets, you know, opposite Brandon Cooks. Um, but he, I'm certainly not going out and saying, like, I need to go buy Anthony Miller based on this news. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm not necessarily sure he's he's better than, you know, the some of the guys they already have in Kiki Cootie. Uh, even Chris Conley has been pretty good of late. Um it, you know, Isaiah Coulter kind of was was an upside type guy. I mean, he fits in with their hodgepodge of wide receivers. This team, though, for me, is Brandon Cooks are nothing from the wide receiver standpoint. And kind of being in the belief that Deshaun Watson isn't going to be playing in 2021, Tyrod Taylor isn't good enough to to boost any of these guys up and make them usable fantasy assets now he could be on the field he could be listed as a starter but i i don't see how he sniffs anything more than like 60 70 targets 
kind of what he was in Chicago. I, I feel like that's just kind of the guy he is. He's a he's a utility player. Um, he's a wide receiver three in the NFL. And even on a team like this, I, I just don't think he breaks that, you know, that that starting role and has any sort of real effect. So I I get it. But I mean, he's 27. He's going to be 27 in like two months. And for only being in your fourth year and being 27, you know, that was kind of one of the knocks on him coming out. But it was everything was polished, not a whole lot of upside, pretty high floor. But the high floor in this case was something like 40 catches, 600 yards. And that's essentially what I'm assuming we'll continue to get. Yep, that makes a whole lot of sense. Now, before we head into the second half of the show, let's hear about ourselves. Roto Viz. I just want to take a second to thank you for tuning in to today's show. My name is Colin Kelly, co-host of the Road of His Overtime podcast, along with the great Sean Siegel. We do appreciate each and every listener, and as a thank you to each of you, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a Road of His NFL pass. We're heading at full speed towards the season. Make sure you're ready. Get yourself access to all the content and tools up on the Road of His website. All you have to do is add the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout to get yourself that 10% discount. Now let's go and dominate those fantasy leagues in 2021. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. That's right. Get your promo. Get your promo code. RotoViz. Or no, RV Radio 2021. Forget RotoViz. <laughs> promo code <laughs> RV Radio 2021. Get yourself a 10% discount and support the podcast network. All right. Let's let's discuss a topic that may be uh, null and void by the time our listeners are listening to this. Uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is still not signed as of Tuesday at uh, 8.39 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Now, this is not something that we see often in 2021. You know, when the rookie wage scale came out, what was that, probably like 10 years ago now? That that pretty much eliminated the rookie holdout that we saw from many players, you know, throughout the 2000s and I'm sure, I'm sure earlier, you know, before I was paying attention to football. 
So, but I will say it, you know, this is definitely, you know, for a player who had a direct, he's going to start week one pretty much because there's nothing else there. It's not a good sign when your projected starting quarterback is not in camp on the first day of training camp. I'm not saying this makes him a bust. I'm not saying that, you know, this is any sort of negative indicator. But I am saying it's, you know, it's definitely not good. Like, you would definitely rather have Zach Wilson in camp than than not. So I, I, I will say this is a cause for pause to an extent. Yeah, uh, to be completely honest, he's not good enough to be doing this. He needs to be in camp. He needs those reps. He needs to to learn now and not being there and holding out on what's already going to be a dumpster fire of a team. It's not a great look. Now, there's not a ton of precedent in this, like you mentioned, rookies in 2021. I mean, the last 10 years, like you said, we, we just you don't see it because there isn't really a reason to hold out unless you don't want to play for the team. You don't want to live in the city or there's really small things in built in the contract that you're just not abiding by. So, I mean, he, there's some options. He signs and shows up in however long he decides he wants to hold out and go, you know, and make the threat like John Elway made or, or Bo Jackson or, you know, right. the but old, he, he, old, he old hasn't, times. He, but he hasn't made any of those claims. Like, it's not like he's right. saying like, I don't want to be a jet. He, it's, he's, he's probably just saying like, I want my third year contract to be guaranteed, you know, whatever it is. Like I know all rookie contracts guaranteed, but like some sort of language in terms of injuries or whatever. I mean, that's what all these, like the very few rookie contracts holdouts we see, it's based on like something in the contract for the specific year and things like that. Well, he wants a breakfast buffet in his hotel room in every city he goes to and they're <laughs> arguing about bacon over sausage. So it's kind of a, it's a tough spot. Now uh, there's, there's no way that, that's how what's going on unless they're unless the jets are finally keeping one thing quiet and under wraps and it's just been awful since he got there or something crazy like that but always we hear about these things and then wherever there's smoke there's fire we haven't seen any smoke we haven't seen any any kinds of signs of fire none of that so i would just assume like you said nathan that it's just something simple in the contract that they're they're waiting on um potentially covid related uh, i mean i I genuinely don't know, but it's not good. I think this should definitely be a knock on 2021 for Zach Wilson. And he really wasn't high for me to begin with. So it's, it's a tough look. I I was kind of hoping to see him in there and and potentially proving me wrong to see some of those wide receivers actually be able to produce, but this is not a good way to start things. And the one fantasy takeaway from this is in a deep super flex league, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind taking a look at James Morgan, their fifth round pick from 2020. James Morgan, not a legitimate fantasy asset long-term, but let's say Zach Wilson comes to camp like middle of August, James Morgan is starting week one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll see how long this, this lasts, but I would assume he'll be in camp sooner rather than later. So yeah, I mean, maybe start stocking up on on any of the quarterbacks on the roster before you have to make, you know, end of offseason cuts before week one, because there could be a free game or two in there. You'd be surprised. All right, let's move on to a man who just got a contract extension. It is one Logan Thomas of the Washington football team. Tight end had a breakout season with 670 receiving yards, 72 catches and six touchdowns. Big year in 2020, and he got paid for doing so. Now, 
you and I have talked about Washington is one of the, you know, you and I and every other fantasy analyst on the planet. <laughs> Washington is one of the offenses to buy. The only real concern is when is Fitzmagic going to turn into Fitztragic? And, but until that happens, Logan Thomas is a very attractive option as a mid to low inside in one in Washington. And I always talk about this all the time with a low draft capital guy. He was a fourth round pick. So not too low, but you know, not a day or one or two pick. The one way to solidify yourself as a day three pick is by getting a big contract extension. And Logan Thomas got that. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to start looking into, you know, it might be too late in terms of, you know, getting any sort of value here, but I'm going to look into buying Logan Thomas at that low end tight end one price. Cause that's what I see him as with the, with this contract extension. Yeah. And honestly, I think you'll still be able to get a, a plenty of, of, of cheap offers for sure on, on Logan Thomas and you should be able to get some, um, some shares there. I do think that he's well worth going to get. I think a lot of people think that offense is going to be very top heavy, whether it's um, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, or Antonio Gibson. But I see Mc, uh, Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick as, as more of the guy that's going to move the ball around, get everybody involved. And honestly, this offense could be pretty darn good for at least 2021 but like you said he can he can turn into a pumpkin at any given moment so I, I do like adding pretty much any of the receivers here um obviously logan thomas you're adding antonio gibson and his offense is going to be good i obviously well-deserved contract extension for logan thomas um, didn't have a monster monster year by any stretch of the imagination but as far as tight ends go it was a really good year and and it's pretty promising for the future he is 29 but I mean, he has hardly played at all. So that's, uh, there's plenty of tread left on the tires. He should be, he should be fully, you know, <laughs> matured and, and ready to go. There's no more growing. There's no more learning. This, this is uh, a, a nice tight end. All right, let's move on to our final topic. It is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas ha having surgery for an injury. He probably should have had in January and not in June. Um, but He's supposed to be out on the table of uh, 12 weeks from the surgery. So that puts him uh, at, at possibly coming back around week six after the, uh, um, after the Saints bye, um, possibly later, you know, depending on the, you know, injury timetable. But the, there was two schools of thought after this. There was the school of thought that, you know, this means that the Saints are going to have to run the ball more and going to want to run the ball more and that this is an advantage, Taysom Hill. And then there's the school of thought that that doesn't like, you know, correlation doesn't equal causation, yada, 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 that just because they lost the wide receiver doesn't mean they don't want to play Jameis. I, I think that it does lean towards Taysom being advantage here because who are they going to throw to? They're throwing to Marquez Callaway and Traquan Smith. And I think that they could have easily gone with Taysom even with Michael Thomas, but Minusing Michael Thomas does give them some sort of a reason to say, hey, we're not going to be using our weapons that much. I might as well do the guy who can run. So um, what are your thoughts on Jameis versus Taysom with with Thomas out? Yeah, honestly, this is probably just going to be an option offense um, with Taysom. You know, Jameis is Jameis. He's just a YOLO ball specialist. But when you don't have Michael Thomas out there, that kind of takes away the purpose of having Jameis throw YOLO balls because there's no one down there to catch him. And everyone you do have is like 5'8 and not good. So I think this is going to be a Taysom, uh, Alvin Kamara offense, unfortunately, because I despise Taysom Hill. 
but I do love Alvin Kamara, so we do have that going for us. I just don't really see the upside in the passing offense with Taysom, and I don't see the upside in the passing offense with Jameis without Michael Thomas. So the um, it, it's not a great spot. I'm out on Michael Thomas. He's still going to be going too high because of of what he's done in the past, and he was always priced too high. And now with this whole like wait for surgery thing. I, yeah, I, I'm out entirely on Michael Thomas. I'm not sure that there's a realistic price that I would take. Obviously, if someone's giving him away, I'll probably take him. But any anything that's even ballpark on market price, I'm not even going to get close to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, with, with Thomas, you know, it's one of those things that in like a redraft, you're like, oh, like I'm going to take him with my last pick and I'll, I'll save him until whenever. But you know this isn't a redraft. I, this isn't a redraft podcast. But that deval that that doesn't understand the value of a roster spot in redraft. Like don't go burning roster spots on Michael Thomas where you don't have an IR. If we have an IR, sure, go ahead and and use it whether it's redraft dynasty. And I'm not saying cut him in dynasty, but I I'm fine selling him at a discount here. Like I would sell him for like a mid first type value, maybe late first type value if I really needed to. I don't really know what his what his trade market is right now, but. Honestly, we've seen this story so many times with these aging wide receivers that rarely does the value bounce back on a guy like Michael Thomas, who has made some, you know, pretty not major, but like just short of major injuries and, you know, now an uncertain QB situation. I will say if you didn't sell after the 2019 season or even during the 2019 season, when everybody was kind of like, we should probably sell Michael Thomas. Duh. It's tough. You're stuck with them now, unfortunately, or you have to give them away. So, yeah, it's a it's a weird spot. It'd be fun to see Jameis come in and just ball out and 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 have people actually be serviceable in that offense. I just really don't see that. I, I it doesn't really seem like the Sean Payton kind of guy, and they've already shown precedent with Taysom. So, I it's a weird, weird, weird spot. I just think the offense that they like to run at this stage post Drew Brees, even when they had Drew Brees, when Drew Brees was hurt, this was the offense that they like to run. They're, they're going to run it with Taysom. They're probably going to run the ball 40, 50 times a game, throw it 15 to 20. And it's unfortunate for the wide receivers, potentially Michael Thomas in the future, but thankfully it won't really be affected early on in the season because he'll be out. All righty, that should wrap us up for our news and notes for this evening. Uh, any last words, Dan? No, that's uh, it's a good way to wrap it up, though. All right, well, we're going to wrap it, and we're going to talk to you guys next week. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and subscribe to Rotoviz, RV Radio 2021. Kadoosh!